Welcome to Rap In Order, the interrogation of a hip-hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums, put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. Dun, dun. And welcome to another episode of Rap In Order. I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Torian V. How you feeling today, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. Good? I'm, I'm relaxed, you know. Hot Friday. I mean, Friday. What, t- what is today? I don't know. I think it's Monday. Tuesday. No, it is. Yeah, it is Tuesday. It is Tuesday. It is Tuesday <laughs> Sorry. Did not know what day of the this week it was. This shit is all a blur, bro. Yeah. But, um, but I'm doing good, too. We're going to get into this really good throwback of an album that everybody is kind of familiarizing themselves with again. Um, Wiz Khalifa and Currency. Yes. Fly. Originally came out in 20... No, 2009. Mm-hmm. It was just re-released on streaming. I think Wiz is kind of getting in a getting in the pocket of re-releasing a lot of his older projects right. on streaming. Like I think Cabin Fever, Taylor Alderdice are like slowly popping up. Cushion OJ. Um, so yeah, originally this was released in 2009, and um, the pairing of Wiz and Currency was always a big deal back then because they're like Cheech and Chong, mm-hmm. you know, like they just match each other so well with the content and um and everything like that and they're really good at picking out beats and stuff. Um so this is a big deal in the blogging in the blogging era. The la- the tail end of the blogging era. I think this really? No, nah, this is the beginning. Was it the beginning? Technically like if you think about the blog era you could say it was 2006 2007 when it first started, right? When it kicked yeah, off. Yeah. And I say that the blog era kind of ended in 2012. Okay, yeah. So sorry. So I didn't mean the tail end of the blogging era. This was like the end of like People, well, this is the beginning of people starting to confuse mixtapes with albums. Right. Because this one came out, and um, even though it was a mixtape, it was all original music. Right. So it kind of like was one of the first ones that kind of changed the scope of how mixtapes are. Right. They, they more so yeah. changed the game Yeah. as far as that. But I didn't mean to cut you off. I know you, you wasn't finished. Or well, no, that's finished. that that was my point. That was what I was trying okay. to say. Um, what I love about this project is the story of how they linked up. The story that I remember seeing is that um, on MySpace, like, Wiz reached out to Currency, and Currency said, like, he must have missed it. Mm-hmm. So then when he finally signed on to Twitter, all of Wiz's fans was like, yo, Spitter, how you going to shit on Wiz like that? Like, he's a big fan of yours. And Spitter is just, like, a humble dude. And he was like, oh, nah, like, let me get with it. So then um, Wiz went down to um, where he lived at. I don't know where, like, Spitter lived at the time. And like they like he slept on on Spitter's couch and like they recorded the project and it was just like magic. They said like it was so easy for them to work together and um like and the, there's another interview like I watched a lot of interviews and hearing them talk about each other was something that like I really really like loved and enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So like Wiz was saying how like all he he was all about like Converse at that time Converse and Vans and Spitter put him on the sneakers and cars and shit like that. Like Wiz like wasn't um hip to shit like that and like how spitter pretty much like kind of cultured him and like Wiz said like it was fucked up because like spitter would give him clothes because like at that spitter already had a career because he was with no limit then he mm-hmm. was with squad up young money mm-hmm. cash money so like he he already had those connections but he would give Wiz clothes 
And Wiz was like, yo, I wear 11 and a half. Like, we don't wear the same size shoes, so I, I couldn't steal his sneakers. But as soon as I got money, I literally went out and bought every pair, like, sneakers that Spitter had. And I just thought that was, like, something that's really endearing because, like, they're, like, such good friends, right? And, like, even, like, in their Narwhal interview, like, they had a, they, they did a, a thing where, like, they had to finish each other's sentences. And um, the, Narwhal asked Currency, um, what, do you, what do you have to say about um, Wiz? And Currency was just like, he's my tall friend. <laughs> and it was just funny because Wiz was like, he loved it because he was just, he was like, what you want me to say? That's my brother. That's my man. Like, and he's the tallest friend I got. Like, that nigga tall. Like, <laughs> that's all he had to say. And I was just like, yo, like, this is a real friendship. And then there's what the, the last um, interview I'll talk about is when they were talking, when they were talking to Currency about Wiz's success. Mm. And they were like, well, how do you feel? Because, you know, you kind of were in that lane first. And he was like, why would I feel any other way besides like happiness for my boy? Like he's my he's my guy. And like you don't think that like I reap any of the benefits of being associated with him. Like we have an amazing mixtape together that I can tour forever now. And like I I make pretty good music too. And I have some good fans. Like that shit don't sweat me. He said, I have the career that I want. Like this is not like he said he said the difference is is that a lot of people get stuck in careers and they have to deal with that. He said, This is I'm doing exactly what the fuck I want to do. And he said, and my, my boy is really out here, like, living like a rock star, and I love that shit for mm-hmm. him. He said, but I really, like, he said, I really had a career. He said, I can go places. I don't got to worry about that shit. He said, Wiz, a little bit different. Like, you know what I'm saying? He had movies with Snoop Dogg. Like, at that time, that was when he had that. So I just thought that was dope. And you could tell it's genuine, and it's kind of, like, really, like, it's refreshing yeah. to see their friendship and, like, to see, like, there's no, like, envy, jealousy. It's not even, comp- they're not even competitive with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, they just friends, and they just, like, we cheering each other on, and, like, they just bring the best out of one another. I yeah. think it's really dope. I, I like um I like how comfortable with, I mean, um currency is with where he is. I think he's all about just maintaining his lifestyle, and as long as he can do that and provide for his uh, his son or his kids, I don't know if he has more than one, then he's fine. He he loves cars. He loves putting out projects. I don't think there's another, another rapper with more albums than currency. I think he has the most fucking too albums. Short. Well, yeah, probably too short from like early '90s and on. But he's definitely up there. Like he just releases yeah, currency, yeah. content well, like crazy, right? So and there's like some of them are mixtapes, some of them are albums. Mm-hmm. Gucci Mane is up there too. If we, mm-hmm. can, if we count mixtapes and albums, um, it's a few artists that that I could say that Tupac. Yeah, <laughs> Tupac is in there. Well, nah, I don't think Tupac I'm has just enough. Joking. I'm just, I'm bullshit. But like after after he died, obviously. But yeah. like, um, so this project we can get into it. Um, Car Service, Car Service came out. I mean, Car Service kicks it off. It was produced mm-hmm. by Sledrin, who's a longtime collaborator of these of both of these gentlemen. I have another thing that, to to chime in on. Mm-hmm. The Neptunes absolutely influenced how they wanted this album to sound. Yo, there's like, wait, which track is it? Track two. Track two, I actually wrote in my notes that it sounded like um some shit that Pharrell would do. Right. Like, I, I, I truly feel that um whatever vibes they were going for, I was like, yo, Chad and Pharrell probably could have, like, got in there and, like, worked with them. But, like, they made the, like, it, it's like, it sounds great. It sounds amazing. But I'm just like, the the vibe that they were in, they if they had the budget, they could have got in there with the Neptune. I actually, I actually hope maybe in the future later on, like that does happen. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that that like when I'm listening to it, right, and I'm going back to 2009, and I'm listening to this project, I thought the Neptunes produced it. Yeah, 
there's just a lot of assumption. There's definitely a lot of tracks on here. Maybe like three to four tracks on here that I was like, damn, this sound like Pharrell. There's even like a three count, like how mm-hmm. Pharrell does. Um, but this one kicks it off really well, and I like how it's kind of transcended because you know they talk about a different type of car service, but it still holds <laughs> test the time because yeah. fucking Ubers are around. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one aged really well. I thought I think that this was like a good, great way to kick it off, mm-hmm. and they're both like you know lyrically just like flowing with each other, and the fact that they recorded this project together, like I have to like like that doesn't happen anymore now, especially yeah. with the way how you know the world is and the internet. Like you don't have to do anything in the in the studio together. These guys just had synergy, man. Mm-hmm. Like they just like eating food, ordering food and shit like that, smoking weed, like. And just recorded, and it was like easy. The most simple of times. I, I do remember when I first, when every when Wiz was like really really getting out here in the internet, like fucking loved him because 2009. That was when I first made Twitter, and like Wiz was always trending. Mm-hmm. Wiz was always trending. I just remember first listening to Cushion OJ, and being like, damn, like this dude got something. I don't know if I'm like, I don't know yet. I still wasn't sold. But then, like, that year and then, like, up until, like, 2012, I think, was his, like, craziest run, mm-hmm. especially in the blog era. Right. Um, and the same with Currency. Yeah. I mean, I might as well just say this now also because to go back to, like, what you said, like, this mixtape, people thought it was an album because it was all original beats. Mm-hmm. Like, this goes back to, ladies and gentlemen, my 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 me putting Wiz on the mixtape Mount Rushmore for rappers. Because what he did with, with his projects, like he made them sound like albums. Like they, they weren't. He wasn't jacking for beats, or anything like that. Like he, you know, he did do that on a project, one of his mixtapes, twenty eight grams, right? But no, like he actually like made these projects his own with original production, and that's like why there was a bidding war for him. Also, why fans became very upset with him because um, his debut album. Oh, Rolling Papers. Yeah, Rolling Papers was such like a a, a commercial project. Mm-hmm. But I understood the vision. Like if you if you're Wiz, he's like, yo, I gotta get a project out to the masses. Like I have my core fan base and y'all are getting mixtapes and they're free. Think about that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like as an artist, like and, well, as a fan, like, how can you really be mad? Like, all right, cool. Like this album, you don't don't if you don't want to buy it, don't buy it. Just mm-hmm. go listen to my mixtapes, guys. Yeah. I'm gonna keep putting out music. I'm trying, like to, Wiz, reach, I'm trying yeah. to reach more people. Yeah, like Wiz is not like a selfish artist with his fans. And if you really think about it, like it makes sense. Like, yo, you my core fan base. I'm going to put out a mixtape before I put this album out or afterwards. And I'll, like, y'all are good. Mm-hmm. But I got to do this commercial shit because I'm trying to take this to another level. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to enterprise. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Um, so, car service is followed up with All Over. Mm-hmm. I kind of already referenced it where you. The beat is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys, their synergy is just perfect. Um, it's like they they get into each other's styles, and it's just like, yo, like I really kind of wish that this kept going on mm-hmm. with um, them collabing. Have you, listened different... to their, have you listened to their 2009 project? Yeah. That's another one that went up on streaming recently. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, they kind of kept that going, but I do wish that... Um, this is something that they kind of like let play out a little longer, kind of like Red and Meth, but you know, the individuality had to be there too, right? Mm-hmm. It was their own artist, right? So, All Over is followed up by Checkpoint. Checkpoint is produced by Sledgerin, of course. Another one, <laughs> another one, nah, another bang. And, like- and from this point, you can kind of tell with um, 
their strong suits. So like Wiz is really good at melodies yeah. and he's really good with the choruses. So like I think them always I think the pattern on this album or mixtape is that uh Wiz kinda starts it off and then currency follows up and he's then you have finishes. Yeah. And then you have uh Wiz comes back with the hook and the melody. It was fucking solid. Nah, it was it was actually brilliant. Um and I'm pretty sure like because currency was like a part of two institutions, No Limit and Cash Money, mm-hmm. he was able to like basically see something in Wiz and like just give him a lot of like knowledge and just be like, listen, man, you're real good with them the melodies, baby. <laughs> you know, just just do no hooks, baby. I come in, I come in, I fill in my 16. Just leave a spot for me to put in a little 16. I just want to rap. Yeah. I think that that it was really like dope that they had that. And I think it was pretty selfless. Like I think Currency saw it. Like he knew. Like all right, this boy about to go places. He about to do his thing. So yeah, very very selfless. That's one thing that I can say about right. Currency as well. Like if you follow, if people have followed Currency, they know that, like you said, he's been through two to three different deals. But well, nothing he, bad yeah. ever comes out of like. Oh yeah, and he worked with Dame for a little while. That didn't like really really uh like that. I think that was the first Jet Life that he put out with Dame. And that didn't go how he planned, but he still even like finds the good in that. He got a rock chain out of it. Yeah. Shit. Nobody ever says anything bad about currency. Right. Only person that I remember saying something not bad but a little shade was Freddie Gibbs. Cause they put out Fetty together. Mm-hmm. And um Freddie did an interview, I think, with with Joe Budden it was. And he was like, That project would have went a lot better if currency just did more. Like he didn't do much for it. And he was like, I really like that project. I think he just meant like with the promo of it. Yeah, of course. But I think but, cur- that's I think that's currency's mo. He puts his projects out and then yeah, he moves on. And he's on to the next. Yeah, like you know, I, I I get Gibbs doing that, but I think Gibbs just got just got weird energy. Yeah, we're kind of seeing that now more yeah. and more. Um, fly niggas do fly. Thi- no, sorry, the planes. The planes is next. Okay. How you feel about so, that? So the planes is something that like at at this point in time, like I I'm not. I've smoked weed, but I'm I'm far from a stoner. Mm-hmm. But when I when I listened to this, I like thought I was like, yo, this is something that like you listen to while you're smoking and like you like in transition. So I would like you know get in my truck and if I was with my boy Levon from the next building over, like we would ride around and like this project we were playing a lot. And at that time, before you started working at Levi's, Levon working with us at Levi's. Mm. So we had to work at on Saturday mornings and we had to come in to like process all the all the boxes and the shipments. So we would drive down and it only took fifteen minutes to get down here on an FDR drive to Soho. So we would take the West Side Highway so we could listen longer. And like we would listen to planes and I would smoke with him. Cause we'd be in the basement processing shipments. So mm-hmm. I didn't have to be on the sales floor. Mm-hmm. So we would just go in there high as fuck after listening to planes. Oh, that's crazy. That's a good memory. <laughs> yeah, um, like like and I don't smoke that much. So yeah. it's like it's really it's really funny, like me just going into the stock room and literally just being in a fucking trance <laughs> folding <laughs> jeans. <laughs> I don't smoke that much either, but like it's it's rare, but like um when I listen to songs like this, it, it kind of makes me want to smoke because I want to mm-hmm. get in the zone that they was in when they made it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when it's kind of like hearing, it's kind of like how Dr. Dre, when he makes a beat, he really wants you to listen to it through beats to encut, encapsulate everything they're trying to get across. Right. I feel like with weed songs, it's the same way where it's like you can't really hear it a certain way if you're not smoking. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I think so. I think, um, I think like they, 
do that really well, especially like with setting the ambiance and mm-hmm. like who else um can I say like does that as far as like um weed smokers. Funny enough, because of this album and like some of the topics I want to talk about, I like listen to some Cypress Hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, you gotta smoke weed to fuck with Cypress Hill. You do. Yeah. Like I was way, never like a big Cypress Hill fan. My brothers were though. Yeah, like they like uh, Method, Method Man and Red Man. You don't gotta be how to fuck with them. Like you get it, but it's like you don't have to, right? But mm-hmm. like nah, Cypress Hill. Like you kind of like gotta like smoke and like go out to like a party and shit and just be chilling and shit. Like it's it's one of those films. I gotta maybe I'll dig in today's discography. Yeah, bro, um, it's a trip. So, Planes is followed by Fly Niggas Do Fly Things. Yo, I love this hook. I, I do love. Too. I love. What they was doing with this, and like it was dope because, like these two guys are like um, typical dudes that you wouldn't think like bag chicks, mm-hmm. but like they do, like they, they and like they court like gorgeous women. Like yeah. I, I've, I've seen some of the women that like currency deals with. He's from New Orleans. Like this gorgeous, like light skinned green eyed Creole woman from down there, and you know there's also like gorgeous chocolate beautiful women from down there. And they have those amazing accents, and like currency be with all of them. I feel like I feel like this kind of kicked off that era too, though, because like this era kicked off the you know the normal type guys that aren't super lyrical, miracle, and they get these beautiful women without being all flashy. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Like they, like they, like I, I also will say this, and obviously I'm not a stoner, but currency and whiz made smoking weed in public cool and just, like, being weed smokers. Mm-hmm. Like, they made it, like, a thing. And I think that was, like, when I started realizing how many women, how 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 much women enjoy smoking weed and being stoners. Yeah. Because before it was like, oh, you know, shorty lips is all dark because yeah. she's smoking. they were but reserved I, about it. Right. Like, that, like, they started opening it up because, like, they were, like, talking about different strands, different things. Like, when we would see niggas from the West Coast, we thought just weed was weed. Because at one point in New York, you know, you had fucking hydro... You had you had Kush, mm-hmm. you had Piff, you had Hayes. Like that's all you had. That was pretty much it, right? And like before our era, it was Branson mm-hmm. in the '90s when where everybody used to go to get weed, right? So for the main main part of it, like what like did people have to go off of? Like Wiz Khalifa and Currency definitely made weed more 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 mainstream yeah then like and i'm and, and if somebody tries to argue that with me like i think like you're dead like nah you don't you don't know what the fuck you're talking about like i like t- tell me i'm tell me am i bugging nah you're not bugging because like i mean obviously people are gonna say snoop or if you're watching this you'll say yo what about snoop dog but um snoop dog made it mainstream but he didn't get into the intricacies of different type of strands and shit so like wiz and currency were really big on that and um and I can say, like, when I listened to Snoop early on, it wasn't about, like, yeah, I just he knew he fo- smoked weed. Yeah, yeah, we knew he smoked weed. He didn't focus on, like, that wasn't, he, like, he just was known as a weed smoker, but, like, that wasn't at the forefront of things. Wiz and them started this weed smoking shit. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they just made, like, a thing. And I think, it, it, like, a lot of girls felt seen and, like, able to, like, do it and, like, not feel judged and shit like that for smoking. Yeah, they definitely they definitely like branded it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Snoop opened the door, but they kind of like took that run ran with it, um, and just kind of diversified it. Mm-hmm. I do like that. I notice currency kind of references different um, different styles of rap in this, and different rappers too. Like on the hook of this, he's like on the road to riches and diamond rings. Fly niggas do fly things, which is like a callback to Biggie, mm-hmm. and he does that like maybe two to three different times on this album. I thought that was like yeah, pretty 
pretty interesting. That nah, he did this is dope callback. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like I said, like these dudes are nice, and also like what's crazy is is how slept on currency is as like a, a lyricist. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's very, he's very, very good lyricist, and I think that um, because he's from New Orleans, right? Typically, dudes from New Orleans, like when you think about them, think about Hot Boys, you think about like Master P and them, but like currency to me, to me. Is like a, a a more well-rounded representation of New Orleans niggas. Wayne isn't like a, a representation of a New Orleans nigga at all. Like what he's presenting, I'm pretty sure at home he's probably like more like you know himself. But like Wayne, like you know, like he's been famous for so long, and yeah. it just doesn't it doesn't like cut. It doesn't through. connect the same but way. But like cause... if you go to New Orleans, you're gonna meet more people like currency than you will like Little Wayne. Yeah. Well, absolutely, because I think Wayne is a superstar, and he's just been out here for way longer. Exactly, and like um, he's just you know just. I don't even know how long has he even. How long was he even in New Orleans? Um, he's been famous see, since he was eleven. He was famous since he was eleven. So let's say let's say this. Um, he went to college in Houston when he was eighteen. So when he turned mm-hmm. eighteen, that was in two thousand and four, two thousand three, two thousand four. Right? I think right. Yeah. So I think that Wayne. He, and he was in Houston, and then he moved to Miami after Katrina. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like he he was like out of New Orleans before he was twenty two. Yeah. So like his teenager, and then you got to think he spent all that time on tour. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, he wasn't home. Like obviously he's born and raised from New Orleans, but what I'm just saying is it's just that like currency like is a complete representation. Currency still Master P was gone. Master P was in Oakland. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's absolutely a New Orleans nigga. Like mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I understand that these are people from New Orleans, but like they left home. And like lived other places, so like they were supposed to other things. Currency is a New Orleans nigga, mm-hmm. like never left. He lived there through Katrina. Like Katrina happened. This is did you hear the story about Currency? Yeah, with Katrina. Yeah, he stayed home. He stayed, and he said that like all his power went out. He was like, all right, let me just go to the store. <laughs> nigga goes to the store. And he's looking around like, why are they looking all desolate? Like, oh shit, these niggas robbing the store. Like, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> and he said that his homeboy was pissed at him because he made him stay, and he was like, bro, I'm gonna kill you, <laughs> bruh. Yeah, currency and currency never left. I think he's still in New Orleans. Right. So like people still see him around, you know, he's he's still around. He's still yeah. in the neighborhood. Um I I like the part on this song. Um oh no, we're on SDL now. Mm-hmm. SDL is produced by Sledrin. Another banger. Right. This this album is just flowing. Mixtape. Mm-hmm. Mixtape. Just flowing. Um Sledrin's another producer that's been around for a really long time, especially like through the blog era. And he's kind of having a resurgence now. I think he was supposed to have an album that came out um, recently. I don't. I haven't checked to see mm-hmm. if it came out. I didn't but think about that. Man, Sledrin has been super consistent over the past couple years, especially. So, looking to see what he comes out with. But SDL is really dope. Um, again, Currency starts his verse off with like a reference. I think this is a Memphis Bleak reference. I go to sleep with a picture of, of a Porsche on my wall. Nigga, I'm trying to come up on y'all. Bleak reference. He references a lot of New York and his raps. He makes a, he makes a wrestling reference in there too, right? He mm-hmm. makes a WWF reference. Yeah, like I just think that this like they they were in there and they were just really like just doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to know what sucks is that Wiz wanted to work do a project with Max B too, but like all those legal troubles happened. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, like he like basically Wiz reached out to all his favorite like people like and Currency and and Max B with his at the top of his list. Oh shit. So I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty close to sure when Max finally comes home, that Wiz is gonna get in the, in the lab with him and, and like cook something. Even if we get one song, yeah, yeah, I could see that because current and 
Yeah, Currency's a big fan of that era. I remember him geeking out over Cameron. Right, yeah. Cameron was like his favorite rapper of all time. Right, yeah. That's what like, and that's and that's especially for like a lot of the dudes in the south. Like they really because it's just like that flashy shit. Like you know, niggas down south see that they was like, yo, he talking that shit. Yeah, you know, it's like a make believe world to them. Yep. Um, in the middle follows it up. It's produced by Big Chop. I'm not that crazy about this one. What you think? Um, it's cool. It's cool. Like it was. It's it's a little bit of a dip off. Mm-hmm. But uh, like you could tell, like all right, this was probably after they had a couple songs in there. And it was like all right, we we need like a couple more. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And this was before. The, granted, there are some still some good songs right on here. I think that's just like, the way they arranged the, yeah, the project. Yeah, but this was before um, it became popular for for projects to be like eight to nine tracks long. Because mm-hmm. this I, this would have been perfect if it was like eight to ten tracks. I agree. Perfect. It yeah, I perfect. feel like, I, like I said, I, I feel like they just had so much stuff. They were like, "Yo, we like, come on, just, just put like yeah, what we, we got. Feed, we feed yeah. in the streets, mm-hmm. <laughs> the blog sphere, rather." Yeah. Um, layover follows that up. Right. So this is like where I, I like how conceptual. Like you, you could like when I'm listening to this, I could tell that currency was the conductor. Mm-hmm. Um, the subject matter. The way that he's going about it, like and like how like he always like uses references to cars or like airplanes or like yeah. flying and stuff like that. So like you got like the takeoff, you got um what's the name of the song with planes? Uh um planes. Yeah, it's called yeah, planes. Yeah. You have the layover, like he that's that's a currency thing. Yeah, jet life. Right. So like he's that's just something that like he's doing and I just love how pretty much like these like these are the things like setting you in certain like moods. For these things, mm-hmm. like on a layover, like you know what I'm saying, like you might like go like eat an edible or something like that, or like do something to relax while you yeah. wait for the next one. Yeah. So I just thought that was dope. That is cool. Um, so it wasn't until this song, when I when I was listening back, that I started realizing like, yo, currency is actually cleaning Wiz up on some on a couple of mm. these. It's hard. So it's hard to tell when you're listening because they sound so good together. So they yeah. kind of just weave into each other's um styles like a lot. So like it's hard to really tr- start thinking with your hip hop mind because when you listen to two rappers naturally, if you're a hip hop head, listen to two rappers on the same song, you start trying to be like, all right, who has the better verse? It just naturally seeps into your mind, like, yo, whose verse is better? Uh, nah, I absolutely was yeah. comparing, and it's like it wasn't even like a, a hard like, oh man, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Like nah, like currency was like really like showing a masterclass to Wiz. And I think like Wiz was just really, really happy to be there. Yeah, like I can't wait till um, when we get like a like a Wiz documentary on like his career and like his meteoric rise, because like I feel that Wiz is like in a unique space where like he pretty much like he got to deal with Rodham, right? And he was able to get into a space to like work with people that like he like idolized and looked up to. Mm-hmm. I think Kanye ruined that shit for him, like, but I know that he fucked with Kanye until he. All oh, that shit. Yeah, man. But I mean, we got one of the most iconic tweets ever where he says that Wiz has cool Wiz pants. Wiz wears cool pants. Yeah. But it's like KK is weed, fool. Yeah. Like I think that like Wiz, <laughs> yeah. I think that like the lifestyle that like Wiz has and like things that he's able to do, I, I really think like he was not meant to do anything else. Like this is like perfect for him. I'm really like happy for I wanna meet Wiz. Mm-hmm. Like I just think that like where he's at and like the things that he's been able to accomplish and do. And, like, you don't ever hear a person say a bad thing about him. Yeah. And the only time, like, that I saw, like, Wiz, like, not look unbothered 
was an interview about Mac Miller before Mac passed. But like Mac used, you know, they're from Pittsburgh. So like he was saying that like Mac was too far gone. And he was like, I can't have him around me because like I try to get him on the right path and he don't want to. Mm-hmm. And like it seemed like Wiz kind of like gave up on him. Oh wow. And like um, Was this about like drugs? Yeah. Okay. And it was like sad because I'm just like, I know Wiz, like if Wiz is saying that, like in my heart, I feel like he probably tried everything he could to help him. But it's just like, yo, bro, like I'm a father, like I like I have a staff, like I have all these people I take. I can't take time to just like do these things with you. But you know, like he, you know, he was very supportive of of Mac when he came up. So I think like it, it, I know it hurt him when Mac found like when he passed away. But like I was like, damn, like Wiz Khalifa don't seem like a person that like gives up on people, but it seemed like Wiz probably felt like I'm trying to help you, you don't want to help yourself. But like mm-hmm. I don't think that Wiz understood, like, all right, he's suffering from depression. He's suffering yeah. From something and like you know, it's a it's more ways to go about it, but he didn't have the tools to get past that. Damn, so I hope sad. I hope that the lesson in that is that like Wiz understood to give people more grace. Yeah, that's true. Damn, I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, it goes into drunk dialing the <laughs> album, <laughs> and um, we've all been here, right? Just making a you know making a calls two in the morning. Yeah, remember one of my mine? Are you up text? Well, what's up? My mine. Which Years one? ago, which one? Which one, motherfucker? I only got one. <laughs> which one? You talking about the um? Oh, I don't. I don't shorty, know what yeah, to say. yeah. We don't say no names. <laughs> but remember, and Shorty's man's hit you up like, "Yo, this man." Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> oh my god! I remember exactly where I was. This is when I actually. This is around when I first started the job that I'm still at. <laughs> right now, um, when that happened, damn, yeah, I man, that, that sucked, man. I like to this day, I'm like, yo, why, why, like, why, why did y'all have, why, did, yeah, why did y'all have your yeah, messages connected, man? What the fuck? Sheesh, <laughs> that shit was crazy. Yeah, oh, man. Man, that guy hates time. me till this day. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> I anyway, yeah. good, good, yeah. good song. Yeah, good song. Hits a little closer to heart than it should, obviously. Um. But we've all been there in one way or another. That was or long, 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 long time, time ago. ago. <laughs> <laughs> we've all um, missed the text that we uh, that we didn't want to miss. You fell asleep, you know. The, are you still up? Mm-hmm. Very triggering. Right. Um. But yeah, that takes us into How Fly. The title song. Of yeah, the, the title song of the album is produced by Big Chop. Mm-hmm. How you feel? Um. This is amazing, and and like this, you hear this beat quite often, actually. So like, I was just like, yo. These guys are like going in here and like they are going like fucking assassins with the tracks. Like mm-hmm. I just want to know like how much weed was consumed and Bruh. um the conversation. I want to know like what the what the process was with making the project. A lot of the time the interviews that they've had, like they say like uh the obvious things, but I like I really would like to know like what was the process like, like the structuring of the songs, like yo, I wrote this, I wrote this to this beat. You know what I'm saying? Like because when you hear these, it's just like it's, it's it worked out too well. Like these, mm-hmm. like you know how like people talk about Gunna and Little Baby, like how they make projects and they work really well together. Yeah, I want to know like with them, like what's the what's the process with these two? Because like I don't understand how. Well, obviously at this time Wiz wasn't Wiz, but Wiz could never make a project this good. And like they say, oh no, you you cannot put this out for them. Right, right. And, yeah. it, and it has original production. Yeah, that that uh, this era is over. They're gonna try to capitalize. Absolutely, shit. look at it's, Meek. It's done. Yeah. Um, 
But man, I, I am appreciative of this era so much. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of free shit came out, but like it was free and niggas wasn't half assing. You think about mm-hmm. that? Is it's crazy. It's a crazy concept. Right. And to think brands about. was coming up because you had brands like the hundreds, mm-hmm. um, Miska like just sponsoring. They were like, yo, yeah. we'll give you this and we just exclusively put it out at our at our locations mm-hmm. and shit like that. And like, I just think yeah. yeah, man. Those man. those dudes are chilling. That you wanna know what's crazy? I like. I wonder. Like, I don't know. Like, what the owners of that, that Piff do, but like, they definitely should have been the ones that should have created Rolling Loud, not the guys that created Rolling Loud. Yeah, that Piff absolutely should have started their own festival. That Piff definitely could have, because a lot of people fucked with that Piff, and just off the nostalgia alone, a lot of artists would have fucked with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like they, damn, they had yo. the relationships. Like, it just you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But I just think about that. Like, they had the relationship with like all of these artists, and they could have just made like a fucking playlist lineup of mm-hmm. artists to come out and perform. Like the mixtapes that are on that Piff. Like, I would love for that Piff. Like, I, like that Piff. If, you, if y'all do this, just like. Just, just make sure I get all access. I don't even want money. Yeah. Just make a, just do a festival where like you have some of your most prominent mixtape artists do their sets of the projects that were on that piff. Man, man, sell out. That would be insane. Sell out because automatically you think of Big Sean, you think of Meek Mill, these artists that had like the top ten best selling mixtapes of all time. Right. Like, me, what is, is, isn't Dream Chasers 2 like 10 times platinum yeah, or some shit or yeah. diamond or some crazy And that's shit. wild because they gave they gave credibility to these artists and their mixtapes when it was just free and just going on the internet. They found a way to actually still give certifications to these yeah. projects. Right. It's yeah. Dope. That was that was a big deal. Like, I remember trying to download Dream Chasers and my computer crashing and shit because mm-hmm. it was so many people trying to get it at the same time. Right. Yeah. It's crazy time, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so how fly is followed up by friendly. I think friendly was actually on a um Wiz project before this. I think it was was it deal deal or no deal or something like that. I think it was called deal or no deal. And burn after reading came out after this as well. Yeah. Right? So it wasn't that one. Don't remember, um, but probably yeah. But I think I think it did. I'm gonna just fact check that. But what mm-hmm. you think about this one? Friendly is one of the another the second like low point in the album for me. Like it's cool, yeah, but I got I, yeah I like skip past it. Okay, it's not like it just it just it wasn't like I wasn't like impressed. I skipped the song. Okay, yeah no it, yeah I didn't really I wasn't that impressed by it. But yeah, they kind of just shoehorned this in because they worked together on this project. Um, Dylan, well they worked together on this song from the Dylan O'Dell project from mm-hmm. Wiz, and then they just threw it on here. But uh, that takes us into that li- the life, mm-hmm. how fly, is produced by Nessia Beats. Mm. How you feel? Um, that like it picks the the project back up. It picks yeah, up the this mood. Beat is hard. And yeah, like it's it's one of those beats where I'm just like, damn. And like think about it, they have two songs where they named it How Fly technically, mm-hmm. and like you probably just couldn't decide. <laughs> I was like, fuck it, we high. Yeah. Throw this shit on there. Nah, I mean, like I said, like listening to this project is just like a smooth listen. Um, I don't think it's something that you're supposed to overthink when you're listening to this album. I think no. it's more so um like you're supposed to be enjoying it and it's supposed to like be put into like a certain kind of like mood. Um, so it's something that like I really like look forward to listening. I was actually like looking for like when we were talking about because me and Reg what we do is like we we give each other I well, I give Reg a break and don't I give him like two days where I don't talk about FKB stuff. And then after that, I'll be like, all right, what albums are we doing next? And like, I was like, I want to do How Fly. Mm-hmm. And it's because like, I was looking for like blog era out, like mixtapes that like are timeless, mm-hmm. that like you go back to and like 
if it if how fly dropped today, it would be it would it would get the same reaction. It wouldn't sound dated. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that you can say about this project that you you feel like oh nah this, this is some old shit like you know like nah it just works. Yeah, it will work today just as much as it did back yeah. in the day because people just love these guys. It together. will probably be more groundbreaking. Yeah, now. Shit. people love these guys together. It will be it definitely would because they built. They solo, um, they solo careers even better, yeah, than back then. Like they're in great places right and, now. And this project, like Wiz went on a run after this project, mm-hmm. and so did Currency. Yeah, like they both went on like ridiculous runs after this. And I know for Currency, it was like, um, like very satisfying to him because you got to think like he worked with three late three three situations where they probably told him like you'll never be anything without me and he had to just keep proving motherfuckers wrong that's mm-hmm. why he's independent like and just does it on his own the way yeah. he does it and i think i want to <coughs> say Shoot. it's very impressive that he's been independent for this long because at some point artists usually give the big labels a break mm-hmm. and and um and try to go over there to go see if it works out but currency even though he's had those deals in the past that was like mad long ago mm-hmm. and he kind of just left that and just stuck to this like yeah. the whole time and he's independent and it doesn't stop the amount of artists that still want to work with him exactly you know like he still works with really big names um so he's just using that to his advantage he's like one of those artists that's really truly just coasting mm-hmm. as long as he can do what he wants in his life to maintain you know I, who I fuck with that. you know who really fucks with currency styles Pete. Yeah, actually. He really fucks with Currency. They have a few songs together. They have a few songs together. And after, like, the whole situation with, you know, when their situation at Interscope dissolved, like, he was very, like, big on the fact of, like, yo, this dude is doing it independent, trying to come in Jadakiss. Mm-hmm. And Jadakiss is the only one that's like, no, I'm I, I'm not, uh, I'm staying label. Yeah. But, like, you know, they always, like, get, lots always get deals and, like, work out things. But Currency was, like, who really, like... Kind of like gave like Styles knows the music industry, but pretty much gave him perspective, and I think that that's dope because Currency's younger than Styles, but like Styles, he was able to educate Styles. You know, Styles is a humble dude, yeah, and and like able to like take that and and do his own thing musically, Mm -hmm. and like that's how he moves. I just think that's dope. What if you remember Koch Records? Yeah, when niggas was saying that they was making seven dollars an album. Yeah. That was nuts. Yeah, like it was, I, like, it was supposed to be this independent label, mm-hmm. and they were saying like, "Yo, come to Koch, you can make seven dollars a record instead of fifty cents a record." Right, and it just never made sense to me because it's like, well, if that's the case, shouldn't everyone be running the Koch? Well, the thing was is that when they were at Koch, like pretty much, they just they they give you a deal and like they give you distri- distribution, so that means like they give you their relationships with um with like record stores and things like that. But that means you have to do your own promo. You got to buy your own billboards. You, you, don't, you. you don't get a budget. You pay for your own studio time. Yeah. So with that being said, um, that was like the trade-off. And for Jim Jones, that was perfect because mm-hmm. like he was a, a studio rat and like he would just be like, as a matter of fact, sorry, I don't even want to associate Jim, Jim Jones in rat. He was a studio nut and he would just go in there and just work, work, work. So for somebody like Currency who has his own studio, records his own music, has his own engineer that he pays out of his own pocket, and then it's just like, all right, cool. Here's the music. Y'all ship these out to all of the CD spots that you have. And like now, being indie is even easier because all you got to do is upload your project, you know what I'm saying, to one of the way. I forgot what the service is. 
And just like it, it, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Music, mm-hmm. like everywhere. Like it's fine. A lot of the independent artists use DistroKid now. There you go. Yeah, is that the one you talking about? One of them. Yeah, a lot of artists use DistroKid because um, it's a way to it's a way to kind of monetize your your um your music because you could put it on there, you could see how much people are paying for it. They have that option, and then also there's one I think that you're referencing that um. That kind of just kicks off to all the streaming. Yeah, cause like when I when I go on like one of my deep dives trying to understand the music industry, the reason why artists make so little on their projects is because of like all the money that's spent. Usually, they don't have their own studio. Studio time's paid for. Mm-hmm. They get in advance. Then you know they count all of the money that is spent before the album is made. Promo, like where they have build. You have a billboard in fucking West Bubblefuck, Wyoming, or some shit like that. They charge you for all of that. But if you're an artist and like you could put up all the money and say, I don't need you to do anything. I just need your connections to rate like outlets and pay for spins on radio or right. you know, well pay for ads because that's payola. Pay for the, the radio ads and stuff like that. Like that's what you know a lot of artists need, and that's like what they do. So you know, it's a it's a gratifying thing. All right, so surface to air is the next song. Okay. Um. I actually really like this one. How'd you feel about it? I like it a lot. Um, another song. It's weird because it's like when you hear us reviewing it, or well, for me, it's just like, yeah, like it's another song and it's like another reference to, you know, like going through the motions and being high, but I'm not mad at it because it's like, this is what I come to this project for. Yeah. Like it gets the job done and the songs are actually like high quality. So ladies and gentlemen, don't think that like I'm saying, oh yeah, because this time I'll be like, yeah, this song sounds the same and it's boring. No, it's entertaining every single time, and it's just like with Pusha T rapping about coke. I don't want to hear these niggas rap about nothing but being high, smoking weed. Yeah, these niggas together, I don't want y'all rapping about politics. Yeah, like ever. give me what I came for. Yeah, this, like, is, what I, yeah. this is what I'm here That's for. That's a fact. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear. I don't want to. I don't want y'all to tell me anything, like trying to improve my life, unless it got weed involved in it. Like mm-hmm. just tell me to smoke more, and I'll be better, and I'll listen to you. <laughs> um. So that one, of course, is followed up by Over the Building. Over the building is... Do I have production credit on it? I do not, but I'll get that for you in a second. How do you feel about this one? Over the building is good, and it, and it's like um, the album's starting to wind down. And the, the good thing is is that like it's spread out. So they have those two bad... Well, not bad. They had those two low-point songs on the, on the project. Mm. But the album ends really... The mixtape ends really strong. Yes, it does. Um, yeah, for whatever reason, I can't find a production, but... Over the building is followed up by rolling up. Oh, actually, I did have a note on over the building. It sounds like Manny Fresh did yeah, that. I, yeah, it, it could be, and, and maybe that was just one of Currency's people that mm-hmm. came in and did it. And maybe like you know, what I'm saying it was like well, some humbug shit. Maybe that's why like the the producers not listed. But um, like I said, I really really like the like I do like the bounce the the New Orleans bounce kind of feel to it, mm-hmm. and it was cool. So you know. It did what it did its job, and like I said, it's it's a good way to end. Like it's good, like second to last ending for the project. Yeah, and it officially ends off with rolling up. Right. Rolling up is produced by High Tech, actually. Yeah, yeah. which is dope, and, and I'm pretty sure Currency made that relationship while he was spending so much time in New York. Yeah, that's true. Need and we needed one of these. Like one of these songs, I'm surprised they didn't have multiple of these kind of songs to kind of like talk about how. You smoke to get away from the hardships of mm-hmm. you know of life and and um, as an escape and a nice beautiful escape that you need or whatever. I'm actually surprised they didn't tap into this early on in the project. Um, but it works for a closer. It it's an excellent closer, and for me, like I really 
thoroughly like champion this project. And that's like why whenever like I'm talking about like mixtapes or like, you know, rappers that don't get there doing someone says currency, I have no rebuttal. Mm-hmm. I have no like argument because it's true. Like remember, um, like two years ago we had Kim Chanel. Shout out to Kim Chanel. And we were, we were, I think we were talking about like underrated rappers and Kim like champion like currency. Currency. I had like, and some people, I forgot who it was. They were like, no. And I, and I was like, nah, I feel you, sis. Because it's true. Like currency like is really, like he comes from a different kind of cloth. Like he, like it's the equivalent, like basically currency, currency lineage is like if you're an artist that was on Bad Boy and then went to Rockefeller and then had a situation, um, with fucking like L.A. Reid or some shit like that, like he, like he's he's went through the boot camp of working with you know the most prominent labels and really understanding how a fine machine should work. And it's a trail of great relationships, right? Like he still has all his relationships intact, right. which is which is amazing. Yeah, like, like you don't I see shit think, like that. I just think it's dope. And like he, like um, I remember when um, where the Cash App came out on mm-hmm. the dedication too. Yeah, and like, I remember Remy was on it. Yeah. And, like, I was so impressed. Like, I was like, yo, I kind of feel like he got Wayne on that mm-hmm. shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, like, that that time, like, Wayne was at, like, his full power. Yeah, like, nobody was getting all Wayne All the Infinity Stones, right. And, like, Currency came on. I was like, nah, this dude. Like, I kept running Currency verse back. Like, I wish I wish it worked out with them, but I'm glad that it didn't because I don't think the way the, the artist that Currency is, he couldn't outshine Wayne the way that, like, Drake did. And yeah. the only reason I felt like Drake came up on Wayne was because Wayne went to jail. Yeah, that was uh that put that could have made or broke um Drake. Yeah, that time frame. The best thing, like I know it sounds fucked up to say, but the best thing that ever happened to Drake was Wayne going to jail. Yeah, because Wayne was just on fire. There was no way he was gonna supersede him that way. Right. Um, but that gives us that brings us to the end of this project. Very nice trip down memory lane. The project still kind of holds up in a sense. Like it's not. There's not much dated material on here. Something like this, like you said, could come out now and it'll still kind of be relevant. Yep. What's your rating? Five out of five waffles. It's an oh, absolute classic. Wow. Undeniable classic. It set a tone. Like you just said, it can be dropped at any time and it'll do well. Um, they are, they set a standard and like they influence so much. Like they, they made stoner niggas like be seen. Mm-hmm. They made girls that smoke weed like like you know be like open about it, right? And then lyrically, like what they did, it was just something that like Wiz is not a lyrical dynamo, but like he makes good records, mm-hmm. right? And then currency, his name is the Hot Spitter, mm-hmm. so it's just like it was a perfect marriage between the both of them. They they didn't have like some superstar producers. They didn't have like a well known producer to like the very end with high tech right on this project, and they just put it out. Until this day, people probably still listen to it like it's like it's brand new, like it just came out. It doesn't feel old, it doesn't feel dated. Um, like I said, everything just works out. Even down to the fucking the the cover of it. Like it's just like it's just an iconic yeah. project, mm-hmm. what they did. And like I just feel that like so many things like I can like say was influenced by that. And then like I said, after this project, they both have mixtape runs or just projects that like just set them ablaze. And like I, I just, I just feel like it's you can't. I feel like it's hard to argue that it's not a classic, or like it doesn't like stand the test of time, or it doesn't set a standard, or, or there aren't rappers who like listen to this project and like set out to like make a project. So mm-hmm. That's my argument. Um, so I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Whew. 
I'll give it a four and a half. The reason why, so it is very enjoyable. Um, I just think that it runs a little longer than it should, mm-hmm. especially it's a feel good album. It's a feel good um, experience. But I think, like I said, if this project was about 10 tracks, it would have been a fucking classic. Um, okay. What we have on here, you know, there's certain moments where I'm just like, you know, I'm kind of, the experience is kind of a little draining. Cause I'm just like, all right, like I get it, and maybe that's because I don't, I'm not a weed smoker. But I think this project with a tight ten would have been perfect. Wait till Red starts driving. We get like my goal for 2023 is by summer of 2023 <laughs> to get Red driving. I truly think because you don't drive, mm-hmm. that's why you're saying that this should be a shorter project. Okay, because of how you commute. Well, I yeah, because you said yeah. you said you and your boy used to drive around because you yeah. know you wanted to hear it. Yeah, so I yeah. guarantee you, once you start driving a vehicle and listening to this, pro- it won't matter to you that it's fifteen track. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the difference. Like and that, like that, that means a lot for some people. And I think that for some some projects, that experience like changes things when it's a longer project. Because I'm not a fan of long projects, but I'm okay with it if, if the music is good and it's consistent. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what this project is. So, okay, I respect you taking that point, that half a point away, because you don't that you don't have that part of it, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that means something. Okay. Maybe All one right. day, like, I'll kidnap you or whatever like that, and, like, we'll do that. We'll drive around to this project, and, like, you'll see And listen I mean. to this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well... That's been our rating. I encourage everybody to revisit this project, of course. Um, you know, if you wanna if you listen to Wiz now or you listen to Currency Now, I think you would definitely like this project. It's really nice, it's dope that it popped up on streaming. I hope mm-hmm. they I hope that more artists keep doing that so we right. can have access to like all the archives. Um I'm First Class Reg. I'm Torian B. We out of here. Catch you next time. These are their stories. Dun, dun.